You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. I am in addiction recovery. I am thrilled to be here once again. And I know this is a few days late. For those of you who are listening linearly, you know I've moved into a house. Things are just going bonkers. So I am putting this out a few days late. And uh, there will be the normal Tuesday morning show coming up here in a few days. I will make sure I get that one out on time. This one just needed a little bit more time to do. And it's given me an actual, an amazing opportunity to learn a little bit more about what this episode was going to be on, because we have talked about a lot of amazing concepts over the last handful of episodes, whether it be automatic negative thoughts and self-talk that we did back in 205, 206 and 210 to 11. We did forgiveness part one and two. And what I think is really cool, because last week, I don't think, I know, was you know growth versus fixed mindset. And th- that was really something that I was in, wanting to bring up just because of what I've been experiencing in, in my life. And then I noticed um, through some clients and through the tribe and through some other just, you know, my general trial, <laughs> trials and errors in my own life, that I was feeling compelled to discuss self-confidence and self-esteem this week. And it's very interesting well, when I start to think of these topics, how my mind will direct information my way. And today I was meeting with a client who brought up a very interesting perspective and one I believe that I have coached upon and taught and discussed before, but I think it was just a rejuvenation of that energy hearing him say it because it was really powerful and I'll get straight into it. Generally, the way we will discuss who we seek to become, it's sort of been, there's a be, do, have philosophy. Let me just get right to it. A be, do, have philosophy, right? Believe in yourself, then you do things, and then you will have these things. And it was very interesting when my client today was like, I'm just going to do things until I believe in myself, and then I'll have that confidence that comes from it. And I thought that was extremely powerful to hear him say that without having been encouraged to do that from me. This was just something that he had done over the last couple of weeks. And he's like, that's it. I'm just going to do these things until I believe more in myself that I am achieving these things. And it's through that doing that he'll become, which is very contradictory to how a lot of people would talk about this, where it's believe in yourself, be this version, you know, this fake it till you make it, and then you'll go do it, and then you'll have this self-confidence. And I really liked the taking action part, because obviously, I mean, it's the fourth principle in, in my book, College Success Habits. It's, it's develop a growth mindset, cultivate courage, be decisive, take action, embrace discipline, exercise flexibility, and embody ten- tenaciousness. And I wrote that as my first book specifically to get straight into the, the one I wanted to be an author. And that was just, I mean, seriously, it took me 30 hours to write, 30 hours to edit, and another 40 hours to get the whole thing done. It was super fun, but it wasn't all that difficult. This sobriety book that I've been putting together for the last year is, is I'm putting a lot more pressure on myself to get this uh, right the first time, if you will, knowing that there is no right. It's all subjective to my perspective. (laughs) 
So, and I guess subjective to your perspective. But I have noticed that the more I just take action in writing it, the more I feel like it's coming together and the more confidence I have in the material that I'm putting in there. And so to hear my client discuss this today, it was like, okay, what a great mirroring that I'm, I'm experiencing right now. Because then I heard another client talk about how same, different clients, same day, this all happened today, say that um, there are times where he has limiting beliefs around his capabilities and whether he deserves something. And so we're setting him off on a path over the next week to notice where he catches himself saying that to himself, that he's not capable of doing something or he doesn't deserve it. Because that's in stark contrast to what my other client is doing, where he's just going to do these things, regardless of whether he believes in his abilities or not. He's just going to do them. And then from that will come the confidence. From that will foster this growth within him that will allow him to feel that he deserves what he is working on. And it's going to be something for you to be mindful about as well. Are you holding yourself back because you don't believe in yourself because you're not taking action? Then you don't get to have this new version of yourself, right? And have isn't like, I get to have cookies. It's just have whatever it is that would be your end result, right? We want to be very mindful of the end result. Now, I taught an NLP class on Thursday night, and it was very much about a primary question. Are we asking ourselves the right questions? Because if we're not asking ourselves the right questions, then we're often going to get results that don't really benefit us, that don't really take us to the place that we were hoping to go. And I have this whole thing where it's all about results, purpose, and then rapid action. They call it the RPM. You, you seek out a result, you figure out what the purpose is behind it, what's your big why, and then you start taking action on it. This is just the way I go. I mean, I am one of those people who just will just bore full ahead. Because honestly, I just there's just been too many times where I've noticed that if I catch myself not doing anything, then nothing good happens. Because then I'm just the same version of me I was before because I didn't do anything. So let's get into the confidence, self-confidence. Let's, let's get into how we can create this within ourselves because we're seeking forgiveness from ourselves and from others for a lifetime of addiction. And then we're, we're following through with releasing automatic negative thoughts in favor of positive self-talk. But within all of that, there's going to be this desire to, to feel self-confidence, to have self-esteem. And then to walk around confident, not in a braggadocious way. You can be confident in yourself and still humble. This isn't a, I'm better than you feeling that we're seeking. I don't believe I'm better than anyone. I definitely feel like I'm better than the version of me that woke up this morning. And that's the only person that I'm in competition with. I even have it on my lock screen on my iPhone. It says, right here. It's been on here for, I couldn't even tell you how long, for God, for years. Um, it's just been on my phone for so long. Uh, but back when I was learning, I think Master Practitioner in NLP. And it's, look in the mirror, that's your competition. And to me, that is so important to remember because of how I could be trying to judge myself based on what other people say about me or what I believe I'm doing in accordance with what other people are doing. And I cannot stress enough to look in the mirror and just say, that's the version of me that I'm seeking to be better than each and every day. I could not 
anybody on Instagram and definitely not the Joneses next door. So when we think about this confidence that we're looking to create, it's important that we know the difference between confidence and self-confidence first and foremost, because confidence comes from practicing and doing. It's skills that you grow from actually doing things. Whereas the self-confidence comes from the belief you have in yourself that you can be or you can do, and you have this belief in your capacity to just create something in your life. Do you just believe in yourself that you can figure it out? It's very interesting how many people will come to me because of the show and because of what I do for work, and they'll discount and discredit what they think that they're actually capable of without giving themselves any credit for all of the years that they were figuring things out while they were in active addiction. And I know I talked about this on episodes before. I feel like it was a long, long time ago. But it's like we built an amazing skill set within ourselves back when we were actively addicted. Whether it was the ability to come up with, you know, rent money at the last second or the, find the, the drug dealer who would answer their phone at two in the morning or to get that next bottle of booze in our house so that we would have some for the next morning or for that moment right then. I remember I one time walked like four miles <laughs> from somebody's house in Los Angeles to find the nearest liquor store that was open. It was late too. And it was one of them grungy places that it was sketched to say the least. And then walked all the way back. It took like, it was, even walking sober, it can take like 15, 17, 20 minutes a mile. I mean, it was a long, long haul. But by God, I had another bottle of vodka and a pack of smokes. We had a capacity to figure things out and trust in our abilities that whether it was misguided or not, it was there. And then we get sober and we don't want to give ourselves credit or we don't think that we can use those things as confidence boosters. But I would like to say that we can. We figured things out during active addiction. Now we're sober. So now we get to do it with a clear mind. Now we get to do it with a clear head. Now we get to do it for good healthy, upright reasons, rather than walking through, you know, Violentville at three in the morning to try to find some place that's still open <laughs> to sell me vodka and smokes. We now get to turn our attention towards what it is we actually want to achieve in our lives. Taking action, accepting the feedback, learning from these experiences. When we take action, it's fueled by the self-confidence that we have in our growth mindset, what we just talked about last week. And then we gain more self-confidence from the taking of the action. It is, it is the dog chasing the tail. It is like a, it's the infinity loop. That's probably a better metaphor. It's, a, it's the infinity loop. By taking action, we get self-confidence. And the self-confidence fuels more, self, more taking action. So if you're like my client today, he's like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do things. I'm just going to start doing things, I even if I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I'll watch a YouTube video for two minutes or whatever it might be. I cannot even tell you how many things I have done around this house since we bought it that I had no clue how to do, and I'm over here on YouTube. From changing weed whacker wire, you know, if you ever had a weed eater, that thing runs out of wire. I had to watch a YouTube video on that. I had to watch a YouTube video on how to hang these shelves in a closet. I watch a YouTube video on how to fix something on the dishwasher, like watching videos on, you know, this, that, and the other. It's insane. And it, but it's like, I have, the, I have a belief in myself 
that if I see something done, somebody explains to me how to do something, that I can figure it out. So that's the infinity loop. You take action, it breeds self-confidence. And self-confidence breeds more taking action. So if you don't have any self-confidence in yourself, then how are you going to achieve that? By taking action. And if you're still holding yourself back because of some negative emotion, like fear of pain or humiliation or fear, then what I would simply say, using my NLP language and my NLP knowledge, would be find somewhere in your life where you were able to achieve the doing of something, even though you didn't really know what you were supposed to do, like the steps, you still achieved it. And then just bring that confidence you gained then into this situation now. And there's a whole NLP process that helps people do that. And I'm paraphrasing just to move through the show. But I really want you to think about that. If somebody says, I need you to figure out how to fix this wheel on my rollerblade and you've never fixed a wheel on a rollerblade but you look at it and you see that there's a nut and you see that there's a bolt and you know what a pair of pliers or a ratchet is it doesn't take a PhD to figure out well I'm probably going to take this thing off take it to the store and buy one that would replicate it put it back on and then the roller skate would be fixed you don't have any experience in doing that but yet you figured it out Brooke Castillo of the Live Coaching School, one of my favorite shows, and definitely one where I've picked up some of this information I'm sharing with you today. She likes to use the example of pouring water. You know how to pour water into a glass. If you spill the water while you're pouring it into the glass, you don't think of yourself as a failure in pouring. You just simply missed the glass this one particular time. Now, if you go to pour orange juice or you go to pour... Kool-Aid into a glass. It's not like you have fear of pouring those liquids into the glass because you already know how to pour liquid into a glass. It doesn't really matter if it's water. You have now mastered the pouring of things into colanders, into cylinders, into (laughs) things that you can put towards your mouth so you can hydrate yourself. This is how we breed more confidence. We take action, fuels the self-confidence, and then the confidence is the building of the practice of the skills. So where in your life do you have confusion, doubt, or insecurity in what you're capable of? Somewhere in you, it might be, can you maintain another day or week of sobriety? For some of you, it might be, can I make all of these meetings? Or can I do all of these steps? Or can I follow through with what my sponsor says or what Jesse's talking about? That could be something that you doubt about yourself, that you have some insecurities. But each day of doing will foster that self-confidence. Where I think people stumble on this is that we're not self-aware of what we're actually achieving. So then we achieve these things, but there's this part of our brain that doesn't want to gloat upon it or doesn't want to celebrate it, just wants to raise the bar. And that's, to me, one of the most detrimental things we can do to not only our self-confidence, but to just our general energy to want to continue to do things, is to not celebrate our victories. See, you give yourself permission to have self-confidence. It comes from your mind. Your thoughts that create your feelings, that fuel your actions, that bring you your results. So your thoughts are about yourself are where your self-confidence is going to grow and root itself. 
So if you have these thoughts that you're not capable of something, and then you don't do anything to disprove this thought that you can't do something, then you are just stuck with this thought that you can't do it because you didn't do anything to prove otherwise to yourself. Where are you doing that? I want you to begin to give yourself credit for what you've achieved, whether it's one minute of sobriety or a thousand days of sobriety. Give yourself credit for the things that you have accomplished, for the things that you have done. Not looking for somebody else to give you that credit. Because one person might say you did a fantastic job. The other person said it's about fucking time. I've been called old and young in the same sentence. I've been called fat and fit by the same person in the same conversation in the same five minutes. Their belief system about me, their judgments upon me matter not. What do I believe about myself? And how will I begin to take actions to continue to show myself that I'm moving myself forward? I came across a really interesting meme the other day that I had posted years ago, back when I was much more active on social media. And uh, I did inadvertently decide to take like massive amounts of months off of social media. I just, at some point, got to the, I just found it like I was just watching it and spending a ton of time on it. And it just, after a while, I was just like, I, I just don't find this a good use of my time. Now I'm getting more back into TikTok and enjoying that because honestly, it, it, to me, it's a hoot. And I just, I just hit record and say some stuff. So if you're into TikTok, go over there and check out Jesse Mokel. Um, and I also use the hashtag from sobriety to recovery often enough that if you type that in, you'll find me. Um, more importantly, going back to this meme, and I don't know how many of you just heard my phone go off like a bunch of times. Apparently, my car insurance is due tomorrow. <laughs> so my computer decided to tell me that. Thank you, calendar. Always good to have those kind of things on your calendar. Do you do that, by the way? Quick sidebar. I put random things like that into my calendar so that I don't forget whenever they're due or they need to be done. So uh, my car insurance needing to be rebooted uh, that pops up on my calendar, all my credit card bills in my Google calendar. I put all of that stuff in there because um, I've got better things to do with my brain than remember when bills are due. <laughs> so I just let Google remind me because Google's not going anywhere and Google's already listening into all of our conversations. Why should it not know where, when I owe money to discover and chase? <laughs> Thank you for the little sidebar. Back to the conversation, going over some social media. And I think it popped up on Facebook or something. It was basically a, a meme. Somebody responded to it. I might, they must have gone back in the archives to find this meme. And I don't remember what the whole thing said, but I do remember the beginning part. And it says, you do not have to explain yourself to anyone. Now, I'm paraphrasing the rest because I don't remember the rest of the quote. But if you're always seeking external approval, you will not find the satisfaction you desire from that. Because you have to get this external thing met in order to feel something internal. That's what happens when you go to seek other people's approval. If I can get their approval, then I get to feel inside happy because something external happened. But that's not how the mind and body actually create true, deep, and long-lasting emotions about ourselves. Because if we're seeking somebody else's approval to feel good about ourselves, then it, first of all, I mean, that's like, it's, it's, 
it's like a key bump. It is it it, it just in and out. It might it barely even happened. It's not going to have long lasting effect. You get to feel happy about yourself and confident about yourself from the internal, from your own belief system about you, not somebody else's. Because they might love what you're doing today because you're giving them your attention or giving them your time or giving them your money. And then tomorrow you might say, no, I don't have any energy or any time or any money for you. Oh, well, fuck you then. And now what? Now you don't get to feel good about yourself? That's not fair to yourself. This is where you want that courage. This is where you step forward. Because confidence comes from the decision to think and feel confident about yourself. That's where the self-confidence is coming from. The more you have the self-confidence, then again, infinity loop. Take action, action beats self-confidence, and then you get the confidence you desire because you've been practicing and doing. Remember, the difference between confidence and self-confidence is confidence comes from the doing and the skill, whereas self-confidence comes in the belief that if by doing, you will gain the skill. It's very different. Michael Jordan had confidence in his shot because he shot it a thousand times, but he had self-confidence to practice that shot 10,000 times in order to shoot it during a game. Why would anyone feel that someone is not worthy of something? It's very interesting to me when I hear people in addiction recovery judging other people on their actions knowing full well how often they were judged on theirs. And yet, I get it. Certain people do some stuff and you're just shaking your head like, what in the hell is that person doing right now? (laughs) But to feel that somebody's not worthy to feel good about themselves is ridiculous. This goes back to, what was it, episode 211 where I talked about forgiveness, where it's like, Somebody will be upset with you for something that you did years ago, and then you're going to want to feel good about yourself because you're sober, and they're like, what are you feeling so good about? You were a piece of shit years ago. Yeah, I did some things a few years ago, not thrilled about, not happy about. If you're going to keep running everything about me through that filter, there's going to be no growth between us. This relationship will grow stagnant, and one day, one of us is just not going to be in the mood to deal with it anymore. You don't need to have actual proof of being good at something in order to feel the confidence. If you know you're working your ass off to get better at something. I mean, honestly, I have stepped forward and done some things. I've been like, yeah, I, I, yeah I've got confidence. Hand me the microphone. Or yeah, I've got confidence. Let me put this task together. Um, whenever I volunteered for Not One More Alabama to organize their Recovery at the River event, I had not done a recovery at the river event, let alone something like that for an addiction recovery organization. I had organized parties and organized events for other establishments, but the things that I, you know, whether it be the cornhole tournament or the recovery bingo, or just being on a sauna, I never really been on a sauna and had to coordinate with all these other people and send messages back and forth. And mind you, NOMA, not one more Alabama, the acronym's NOMA, is such a well-oiled machine. I, I, to me, I barely had to lift a finger and the thing went off without a hitch. 
But then I look back and I'm like, I mean, I had to create the bingo and I had to make sure that, you know, dry erase boards were brought and, you know, things were set up accordingly. And I had a yoga instructor come out that, that was doing some yoga for people uh, to learn, you know, just how to relax and release anxiety and whatnot for, during their addiction recovery. So, I mean, looking back on it, there was some things I had to accomplish. But overall, I felt like out of all the events I've ever organized, it was pretty smooth sailing. But I had confidence when I volunteered for that role, just based off the fact that I believe that there's nothing I can't figure out if I put my mind to it. That's what I mean by you do not have to have actual proof of being good at something to feel self-confidence about going off and trying something. And again, you know how I feel about the word try. You're doing it. So where can you just start doing things? And then that will further fuel your self-confidence. And then that more self-confidence will further fuel more action. What are you doing today to create that life for yourself that creates even more self-confidence? And then I want you to be really mindful and aware of the thoughts that you're having about yourself that could be holding you back from this version that you have inside of you from sprouting coming out and thriving in the sunshine. I'm watching this TV show on Netflix called Wednesday right now. And one of the teachers, there's only one that they've really highlighted, who said something to the effect of, you would be very impressed or very interested in the plants that grow in the shade. And you know, I have this saying that you're either thriving in the sunshine or you're dying in the shade. But there are things that can thrive in, in the shade. My flip on that would be, that works great for plants. Is that really how we want to be as humans? When I say step into the sunshine, it can be varying degrees of sunshine. For some of you, you might have social anxiety and not want to go out. You might think that people are looking at you and judging you. You might think that people can see right through you. There's a trance song that I really like that goes, I see right through to you. And some people, you might feel that. And that may be legit or not. It doesn't matter because it's being created by your mind. And if your mind tells you it, then you're more than likely going to believe it. And we should not believe every thought that we have. But we do have the tendency to believe a majority of the thoughts that we have. So when we want to no longer be barraged by these automatic negative thoughts, we can do positive self-talk. We can have these affirmations, but it's going to come from the action that's going to fully implant this belief system into ourselves that we are capable, that we are worthy. I absolutely believe anything with a heartbeat on this planet, even things that don't have heartbeats, trees and plants, everything is just a magnificent creation to be on this planet. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to go mow my lawn or it doesn't mean I'm not going to go eat a cow. I can be honoring the life that exists on this planet that helps me sustain life and still eat the plant or eat the animal. I don't think that that's a paradox. I don't think that that's, I don't think the two have to exist in different realms of reality. I can enjoy these things and honor these things and still utilize these things. So you can believe that you're socially awkward and you can believe that you're not worthy. And you could also be taking action to show yourself otherwise. 
they can exist at the same time. It's, we teach in NLP this thing called tetralema, where something can be true and something can be false. And then, like, it, one thing, it, it's like it can be true, it can be false. Both things can be true and both things can be false. So I could be good at doing a podcast and also bad at doing a podcast. And they can both be true, they could both be false, and one could be true and one could be false, and one could be false and one could be true. I may have made that sound way more complicated than it should have been. So just go into this, whenever I bring this into my coaching, somebody might say, wow, you know, it's like, I'm just, I'm doing really good, but I just don't feel like I'm doing good enough. That one of those could be true. You True, you are doing good. And you're not doing enough, that could also be true. And I'm doing enough, that could be false. And I'm not doing enough, that could also be false. So one could be false, one could be true. They could both be true. None of of them could be true, and they could both be false. They can exist at the same time. I once dated a woman who told me that if she ever got an um, audition, she would have to cancel our plans no matter what, because she would have to go to this audition. And I understood it's a very important thing in Los Angeles to get an audition. And one time she got an audition on a weekend that I had purchased tickets for us to take a train ride from Los Angeles to Santa Barbara. And I was super bummed. And she got angry with me. She's like, I told you that this could happen. And I'm like, look, I can be happy for you to get this audition and disappointed for us that we don't get to go on this trip I planned. They both can exist at the same time. And this was before I even had learned an LP. And it was really a good reframe for her to realize that I could be happy. She could be happy that she got the audition, but also bummed that we weren't going to get to go on this trip. They can both exist. So you cannot have self-confidence in yourself, but also be taking action in order to achieve more self-confidence. You can even say, I mean, I have a lot of self-confidence today, but I don't have enough self-confidence. And again, subjective perspective, what does word enough mean? But they can both exist. That's why I say each and every day I wake up looking to be better than yesterday's version of myself. Even just one tiny step forward. And some days I I don't maybe take steps forward. But it doesn't mean I failed today. It just means that I lived today. And I think that's really important. We'll get you out of here on this. I did close up one of the coaching sessions I had today by simply saying, we are all humans and we all have thoughts and we all have feelings. And some of those thoughts are not helpful. And some of those feelings that come from those thoughts are not rewarding. But we are not action machines. We do not constantly have to be in a state of producing and doing. And I'm sure if you were to go back into my archives and find some podcasts that I shot during COVID, I would be sitting there being like, I'm going to do it all. And I'm not going to take a step back and I'm plowing forward. And I did. I did. Two days, the entire time I was furloughed from that job for about a year, I sat there and binge watched a TV show. And that was The Handmaid's Tale. Other than that, I would not sit on that couch before five or six o'clock before dinner time. I would not sit there and watch TV all day. I sat on my computer. I created the life's blueprint. Um, I wrote a book. I did all of these things. I was constantly researching stuff. And I spun my wheels. I produced a lot of things that I never launched. But I learned a lot of things by creating those things, by producing them. Looking back at some of that work now, it was not my greatest work. But at the time, it was. 
but I would never have been able to get where I'm at today had I not done those things then. At the same time, I am very mindful of where I'm at now in recognizing I don't have to be a producing machine, that I can take a breath, that I can lay on my office floor in the middle of the day and put the fan on me and just fall asleep watching PTI on my cell phone. Yes, I know. I still am not going to go lay down in my bed. I've done it once <laughs> a few weeks ago. And I was like, well, first time in a year, I suppose, other than when I was sick, like last November. But it's like, yeah, I will take a nap on my office floor. I, I, we are getting ready to get a couch right outside my office. Uh, right here, there's a whole bonus room upstairs. And the bonus room leads into my office. And so we are getting ready to get a couch up there. I could see myself laying down on that couch in the middle of the day and watching PTI instead of laying on my office floor. I might allow myself to do that. But I don't want to get off topic too much. I just want to get back to this idea that we do not have to be production machines. You don't have to always be doing something. I know that there's been times where I've been like, no, do, do, do. And I do believe in doing a lot of things. But I also recognize within myself that when the when the tank is starting to run empty, that what I am producing is no longer really as beneficial and as good as it could be if I would just take a rest. That might be some of the reasons why some of that COVID stuff never made the light of day. Because I look back at it and I was, I was just so... Just I was so wound up, like, what's going to happen with COVID? Am I ever going to get my job back? Where's my finances going to be? Am I going to get this illness and get sick? I mean, there was a lot of confusion and a lot of scaredness going on those those initial months. And so now I look back at that time, I'm like, man, it probably would have behooved me to take a little bit of a break, to take a nap in the middle of the day. So I want you to also know that about yourself, that you don't have to constantly be doing, 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 doing. Sometimes the not doing is exactly what we can be doing. And when we go to increase our self-confidence in ourselves by taking action, which will fuel this confidence, there will be a point where we will have actually gotten to some level of result that we had made a goal. And it's when those things happen, it's when those opportunities to self-congratulate and celebrate occur, I really want you to stop and I want you to do that. It's not being less humble. It's not being prideful. Right? If you're gloating in somebody's face and rubbing your victory, if you will, in their face, being like, ha, 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 look what I did. You suck. I'm better than you. Score. Get in that garbage can, loser. Okay, let's not do it that way. But let's absolutely throw our hands up in the victory pose and say, fuck yeah, I just did that and celebrate it. There's not enough self-celebrations going on. And when we don't pause and celebrate, then when does our mind know when to let us know that we have gained more self-confidence? When are we not aware of what we're achieving in order to gain more self-confidence? And where will we now be more aware of what we've been achieving in order to allow ourselves to have the thoughts of self-confidence and of growth by taking those actions. You do things, you believe things, you can have these things. You can believe just as easily, right? Like I'm not saying that the the be, do, have doesn't work. You can believe it and then do it and then have it. But if you're not finding that working for you, 
It might be because you're not just doing it. Just do it. Because the more you do it, the more you will recognize your changes. And how can I say that so confidently? Because you are 213 episodes into this show. And even if this is just the first one, I can assure you, if you've done something for a few weeks, you can look back and say, man, made it pretty far considering. And yes, we have so much further we can go. But let's just stop and celebrate once in a while how far we've come. Because it's in that celebration that we'll find the self-confidence and the self-esteem that we've been looking for. And that, my friends, that's a gift that just keeps on giving. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Every day is the best day of my life. Every day is the best day of your life. Every day is the best day of our collective lives because we wake up sober. When we wake up sober, Shout out to Sunshine. Glow on. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.